Juggling motherhood and modern day life can be stressful and relentless, but it doesn't need to be this way. The Joy of Being podcast is the answer to maternal mental health, bringing sustainable relief and calm to hardworking mums everywhere so that you, your family and work can thrive. My name is Marina Pearson and I'm your host, transformational coach and mum who loves to interview business owners, transformational professionals and creatives to have insightful conversations about what it takes to really live a life that is thriving, fulfilling and full of joy. So in the next coming weeks, I have decided to launch a coronavirus series in which I'll be bringing on amazing guests to talk about these uncertain times and how even in uncertainty, there can be an amazing opportunity for us to thrive. Now, that may sound weird, especially if you're seeing markets tumble, especially if you've got people around you that are suffering because of the the virus, uh, and maybe even if because you are scared of your business coming to a halt. Whatever it is, the fears that you have and the panic that you may be feeling, then this series is going to really help with that. I felt really compelled to bring this into uh, my awareness, but also into the awareness of you, the listener. So with that in mind, I'm super excited to be launching this series and for us to create a different conversation to the one that's being had in the media. Not to say that this isn't important, not to say that we're not entering into difficult times, but to say that there is and there are other ways of viewing it other than the panic and the fear that's being brought to the table. So if you are feeling that and you know, you're, you are being affected by the coronavirus through your business, through your finances, through your health, then these are going to be incredible conversations to be tuning into. And if you know of anybody in that situation, then please, please, please do share the episodes with them. Enjoy. And on today's show, I have the beautiful Claire Balkind. I reached out to Claire because she is the founder of the amazing Facebook group, Family Lockdown Tips and Ideas. She decided to set it up on a win a week ago and literally it went from zero to 350,000 within a week. She is also a teacher and I just thought, why not bring her on to see if she we could talk about tips and ideas about how to keep our kids sane and what kind of things that we can do with them and ideas that they can come up with so that they can entertain themselves during this lockdown period. During our conversation, uh, we talked about rhythms, we talked about how kids have their own wisdom, we talked about how as parents, we don't need to worry about whether or not we're going to cope, because we're built to cope, and our kids are built to cope. And we talked about how they have a resilience that goes far beyond what we could comprehend. So if you are tearing your hair out, if you are living in fear of whether or not you're going to cope with these lockdowns or are already in lockdown and tearing your hair out, then this is going to be an amazing episode for you. Enjoy. So welcome everybody to another coronavirus series special. And on today's show, I have the beautiful Claire. Is it both kind? Uh, I'll take any. Bulkind is how we say it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, I reached out to Claire because um, I got just thrown into this group, Family Lockdown Tips and Ideas on Facebook. And it was remarkable because I joined and there was like 30,000 of us already. And then literally a week later, and we're talking about a week later, it's about 150,000 already. Yes, and it's grown since then. Um, I think at the moment it's around 350,000 people have now joined the revolution. Uh, so <laughs> which is how, I'm, how I'm referring to it in my head. Uh, good, uh, the, the good kind of revolution, not the bad kind of revolution, the one that people want to be part of. Amazing to see. And um, I just love the fact that it wasn't even any, like it was just this small idea you had, you decided to do it and boom, you just never know, right? You just never know. No, and I couldn't have predicted uh, quite what would happen. I mean, the group was originally set up uh, for my own benefit because I was worried about what I might do with my own children if I was in the house more than normal because I like to be busy and I like to be out and about. And I, I set the group up really as, a, as an opportunity to share and collaborate ideas with friends and anyone who might want to join, you know, on a whim. And um, it turns, I guess it turns out that my concerns reflected the concerns of maybe lots of other people 
at exactly the same time. I think it's grown the way that it has simply because, you know, I tapped into something that was relevant to me, but because of the global situation, it's relevant to sort of hundreds of thousands of other people as well. Um, and uh, it's it's great that it's 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 working out the way that it is because on a personal level, I mean, my parenting has improved and got better as a result of what I've seen. So, yeah, the growth hopefully means that you know hundreds of thousands, possibly, of families are having a slightly better time uh, with it than they would be uh, without it. I joked about this, but in in essence, I think it it really speaks to that, which is you know. The fear isn't wasn't around the coronavirus. It was about spending this much time with our kids. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think what that's what we're going to do to keep them entertained. Yeah. Um, well, it's a, it's interesting. That's a it's a common. It's been a common thing that's been posted on the group. Actually, we haven't been able to pass all those posts because they are there are just so many of them. Parents saying, you know, how do I how do I keep my kids entertained? How do I keep my two-year-old and my seven-year-old entertained that have such a big age gap and they need different types of stimuli and they need different activities at different kinds of the day? Um, you know, we're also really aware that, you know, a lot of parents are working, well, they still need to work. So they're working from home, yet they have their children around them. And that makes, you know, organizing um, things for their children to do even more challenging um so um yeah hopefully some of the ideas will you know help people to to at least manufacture some sort of schedule where they can sort of set that up um i mean there are just so many far-reaching ideas i have to say i didn't even realize that there was so much out there um which has been shared uh, on the group uh, so far um, but it, no, it is really tricky. And I think, interestingly, on a parenting level, you know, we parent best when we feel happy and confident and capable and empowered. And we parent not so well when we're sort of worried and concerned and stressed. Um, I, I think that, well, that's certainly my own experience. And um, I think one of the really big difficulties for parents is, in addition to knowing what to do, is knowing how to approach the feelings and the uncertainty and the anxiety that comes with what the task is, like the enormity of it. Um, and when, I'm, when I've been in that situation before myself, I've always sort of planned to, I mean, this is why the group is there, but sort of, well, with, with, with knowledge comes power. So, you know, upskilling myself, getting things, preparing things, resourcing and so on. So, you know, that's our little strategy. Well, I can totally, I really resonate with that, with the whole parenting thing. And, you know, it reminds me of a time when, um, well, so many times, but what comes to mind is this moment when I was in the Madrid uh, train station mm-hmm. and I was there with my ex-husband, um, who was my husband at the time. And um, we were going off yeah, on a train to go and see our son in Valencia. We'd just come back from a trip and um, he was like, I'm off. And I'm like, okay, fine. And I'm sitting there scrolling through Facebook and then I'm like oh I think I should go I think I'm a little bit late anyway I get to the I get to where I need to go to hand in my um through to security and I'm like where's my ticket where's my ticket oh god I can't find my ticket and I just went into this massive place of stress and um I called him and I said where are the tickets and he's like I don't know I sent it to your phone you don't and I was like I don't know where my ticket is and so in the end I missed the train in the end, I was burst into tears because I was missing the train and I couldn't actually go and see my son who I hadn't seen for about 10, 10, 10 days. And then um, I walk into the, to the train station ticket booth and I say, okay, can you give me another ticket? And before, um, as I calmed down, I just pressed on my mobile and there was the ticket right in front of me all of that time. But because I have a stress head on, it was just really difficult to see. And we're not built to to thrive in that sort of environment. We're built reality. We're built to be grounded and have our common sense and use that and let that guide us. So I love what you're sharing because in actual fact, it's so true. And um, the mental well-being of everybody that's in this is such a key component to how we're going to get through this, especially in terms of our kids as well. Um, so what are some of the things that you've seen that have really helped? So if mum's sitting here going, oh, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with my child, you know, what are some of the ideas that you have? 
Sure. Um, and I just wanted to say about your, your story just then, I can think of so many situations that I found myself in, not quite the same, but where I've had a similar response. And um, yeah, I, I completely understand. Um, it's quite universal, actually, Claire. I don't think it's... Uh, yeah, it's a human thing. So It is very much a human thing. And I think... I think what I would say, whilst the group does have some ideas and I will share some, I've got a list in front of me of my top ones that I will share now. But what I would say is that if you can park some of the feelings about what you might be worried about with your kids at home, you know, the the time and the activities, actually people often have the answers in them and in front of them without realizing. Um, So I would say that a lot of parents out there that might be worried probably actually already have a ton of skills and a ton of things that they just need to harness. But anyway, um, I, there's lots of different ideas that have been posted, some which I have to say I would never have considered as something that I would do with my children. I just, I wouldn't have known it was out there. And one of the big challenges uh, I think of this time is the, uh, is the issue of screens. And uh, a lot of posts initially that we discussed um, in the group were relating to how do I get my child to do activities that are not screen time. And I just wanted to say as a sort of starting point, um, I'm totally uh, not in favour of putting your children in front of screens all the time, but there are some great things that you can do online with your children. And there have been so many apps that have been posted, which actually encourage learning. So I would say scheduling screen time um, allows parents to maybe relax a little bit. Um, it's okay. Um, and some of the things I would share um, is that imagine showing your child on a computer this, the live screening of an opera or the live screening of uh, Wind in the Willows, uh, a sort of a performance because they don't have an audience. So they're turning it online. Um, for me as a teacher, I love the idea of uh, exploring museums and lots of museums have been putting their um, like tours of the museums virtually. So you can go and tour, I think it's now about 35 worldwide museums online, uh, which would be an amazing way to spend some time with your children in front of a computer. Um, I've also seen, you know, people in space, uh, NASA have posted lots of things, uh, uh, space uh, astronauts reading stories to children online. Um, there are tons of apps for reading, which, and most of them uh, now in light of this crisis have made their subscriptions uh, free. Um, in fact, I wouldn't pay for any subscriptions at the moment because there are so many free ones. Uh, there are lots in the UK that we've been using. Uh, Twinkle is a very well publicized one, uh, which is used primarily by teachers. They've made all of their resources totally available for free. People are loving that. Um, so there's lots of things online that I would say, but it is also an opportunity to do um things at home, which you wouldn't normally do. Um, And I'm loving, absolutely loving how parents are posting uh, ideas of their children, kind of pitching in with ordinary activities, but making them quite fun, whether it's to do with washing or chores or earning little bits of pocket money, uh, going on sort of scavenger hunts to find things that have been lost for ages. In fact, one mum posted that she um, she hid things around the house and then just told the children to go and find them and then they got a surprise or a treat. And uh, that got them physical, it got them running around and uh, she had a cup of tea. So uh, things like that are great. Um, we have a, we printed out on the group, if you go to the photo section, there's lots of images and free printables and all sorts of things. You can access visually what we've been doing. Um, but I post, I uh, printed off a, uh, visual, like a, basically a poster that somebody had posted about, um, sign language and it basically had the alphabet and sign language. And I just casually put it on my fridge and, um, I came into the kitchen yesterday and my five-year-old was busy standing there trying to work out how to do all the different letters. And we discussed how by the end of the week, she should be able to spell out her name in sign language. And there was no real effort put into that, but it just created this kind of extra dimension, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, there are lots our kids have so much wisdom you know like I see Leo if I just leave him to his own devices and I I have to I do usually do that in the mornings it's kind of like free play for him Mm. he just comes up with all sorts of ideas on his own Mm -hmm. and he's taking out all all of his old toys 
And he never, ever, ever, ever plays with like this old train track. Like I've never seen him play with that. And he's taken it like, I'm like, oh my God, I've been really surprised and been going, oh my God, that's amazing. So he's getting out all his old toys, using them because of course he, he's kind of like just has, he's, he's five as well. So yeah. I think that's lovely. And actually, um, there, there have been quite a few posts and I, I have to say, I do agree with this on a personal level that this time at home or this time, you know, isolated away from school is actually not an opportunity to necessarily create a school environment in your home. Mm-hmm. It's to kind of cherry pick the bits from school that will benefit your children, but also, you know, playing and learning to play well and learning through play is something that we're often criticised for in education systems now, you know, globally, you know, we don't do enough of it. And it's how children learn to self-regulate. It's how they learn to be independent. It's how they learn to do uh, uh, all sorts of kind of independent learning skills about making decisions um, and self-directing their questions. Um, And it's something that I've done a lot of professionally uh, as it happens. So, I do believe that this is sort of an opportunity to do a bit of unschooling, to let children have that free reign because they they might find it difficult to begin with, but I've certainly seen some super, like you were saying with your son, Neo, I've seen some really creative little things that my kids have done. My one and a half year old, um, I found her sort of running around the landing and I, I couldn't work out what she was doing. And she just found a toy car and she decided to take it for a trip in and out of all of the bedrooms. And I thought, we've never talked about this. We've never done this, but she's clearly got her own little journey going on in her head. So um, I think it is an opportunity to maybe teach children about how to be uh, sort of enjoy their own company and to maybe be a little bit bored because from everything that I've read, uh, and I'm not much of it, not an evangelical parent about anything really, but I do think that um, being bored is uh, an important skill. Um, And sometimes we celebrate boredness in our house. We go, yay, I'm bored now. Um, Not necessarily the grown-ups, but the children. And uh, I'd like to (laughs) see if we teach our kids that boredom's okay and that they can sort of do their own thing, we're also buying a bit back for our own sanity and our mental health, I think. well, certainly that would be the case. <laughs> that would be the case for me if my children decided to take themselves off and play on their own <laughs> um, for a little bit. Yeah, but it's you know that there's so much more, what you what you share is making sense because even as adults, um, you know, if you had all your time structured all of the time, you wouldn't know what to do with yourself because you wouldn't be used to actually knowing like what, what you're being drawn to. Because um, I see kids having their own wisdom and their own you know, internal GPS system and mm. the way in which they, they, they can actually entertain themselves is also born of that creativity that you're speaking about. Mm-hmm. So while I also think that there is, there is room for both, there's room for structure and there's also room for just complete and utter, don't know, you do what you feel was right, but you're not having, with certain restrictions, like maybe saying, yeah, no TV. So if you're not mm-hmm. going to use the TV, what else can you do? Mm-hmm. And then they have to come up with something on their own. And it's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, okay, well, you just sit there and think about it. <laughs> make yeah. Well, there's, there is quite a lot written about, well, there's certainly been quite a lot of stuff said uh, sort of in the last year or so about, you know, the rise in children's mental health and the relationship between, you know, longer hours in school and parents needing to work more and uh, all, the, all those sorts of factors about basically controlling children's lives so that, things can get done. And I was thinking about this uh, last night. And whilst there's not very many positives that can realistically be drawn from what's going on, um, you know, globally, this is absolutely a crisis. Um, There is a, there is a degree uh, in some way that actually this could be a very positive pause um, for us all to kind of reflect a little bit and to slow down and to look at what's important and for our kids to realize that you know how realize how busy they might be um, and and do just that let creativity flow um, a little bit which is what's come out in lots of the posts on the group you know parents posting how their kids have built these amazing forts out of 
cardboard and bunting and sheets and towels and they've decorated it and this you know I didn't know they were going to do that but look what they've done or building the highest tower or having competitions so there's you're right I think there's a lot of child generated content actually their parents happen to be posting it but obviously the kids are kind of coming up with the ideas in the first place yeah, I mean, I've just had Leo come to me and he's, and he's drawn me his, well, told me to colour in his superhero. Um, but he's just said, you know, mummy, I'm going to go and play in my room now. He's like, he never plays in his room. <laughs> this, is great. this is great for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, it's so interesting, isn't it? Because I have to challenge the notion that I have to be the one to kind of create his day. And that's what was freaking me out was, hang on, like, I'm going to have to, what, how I'm going to do with my son, as if I'm the one in control of that. Like, there was an essence part of this, which was just completely one-sided to say, what the hell am I going to do with my child versus actually going, well, what are we going to do together as a team? And it was, and, and, I, and I noticed that, and I'm like, hang on a second, it's not my responsibility, actually. Mm-hmm. There is, there is, uh, there is, there is a responsibility for both of us, but not not just me. And that's kind of when I saw it and I was like, oh, actually, it's not as hard as I thought it would be. And um, there have been some moments, but um, yeah. So what other great things have you seen that um, have really helped? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I think uh, one, of the, uh, one of the things I'm loving, like I'm totally loving because I'm doing it myself, uh, probably not as much as I should, is the all the sort of physical exercise suggestions that people have. And um, I have to say, I'm one of those people who doesn't have time to exercise a lot. <laughs> uh, that's how I like to phrase it. It's not helped by my chocolate consumption, but there we go. Um, we've had loads and loads of personal trainers and dancers and even like online ballet tutorials tutorials being posted on the group. Um, we've got live videos, um, many suggestions on uh, for things on YouTube that people can watch. Uh, for example, the other day I did um, some uh, yoga with my girls in the living room. We moved the tables away and created a little space and watched cosmic yoga on, on YouTube, on the TV. And uh, it was so relaxing. It was really nice. And, and, but it's quite, it's, it's child-based. So, you know, I was able to do it and that made me feel good. Um, we've also got, <laughs> we've also got, I mean, there's lots of kids dance videos that, that, that are going down, but what's been amazing. Uh, and I think this is one of the big kind of behavioral aspects of being at home is that children need to be active. Um, how do you, how do you make that happen? So I would really encourage parents to think about how they can do that without having to like exhaust themselves. So we're loving, uh, all the, um, all the sort of, uh, P exercises and challenges that all the personal trainers and exercise people are posting. Um, and I think related to that, the only thing that children need a lot of, which isn't really um, helpful uh, in self-isolation, is actually, you know, fresh air and going outside. It's important for all of us to have that, you know, for our well-being, but particularly for children. And you can see them, you know, their behaviour improve and their, you know, their cheeks go all rosy when they are, you know, in the fresh air outside. And I totally realise that that is not possible for everybody because, you know, I live, I live in a house and we, we do have a garden and, and I realize not everyone does, but even, you know, opening the door, we open the doors in our living room. We've got some doors that lead on to the back garden and we opened the doors yesterday and the fresh air came in and it was just like, oh yeah, we can just do that. So I think going outside as much as possible, having fresh air, um, we've done some great scavenger hunts in the garden. We did a bug exercise. Um, we have collected things. We're going to, um, my garden is quite small and quite overgrown. So don't think we live in a, you know we've got fields to access we really don't but we did find some exciting things and and sort of um uh leaves that are sticky that my daughter loves sticking to everyone so yeah going outside has been really great um and there are some really lovely printables on the group where you can tick things off that you have found. In fact, that's also inside as well. We've got quite a few, you know, can you find this in your house? Can you find that in your house? Um, and there was a lovely post quite early on, um, actually by a friend of mine who set a colour challenge for her children and said, right, I want you to go uh, around the house and find 
20 things that are red. And so off they went and then they came back and put them on the table and she took a photo. Um, and then she said, right, I now want you to go and find 20 things that are yellow. And they had to do the same thing. And um, then she took a photo and it looked lovely. Uh, I really actually hope on reflection, she asked her children to put those things all back where they found them <laughs> at the end of it. But uh, that was a really simple thing that that worked really well. Um, in, we do have quite a lot of um, routines. You were mentioning mm-hmm. about routine and deciding who's going to do what. Um, we didn't have a routine on uh, Monday. Uh, we had a little bit of a routine on Tuesday where we said, you know, we're going to do this and this and this. And actually, you know, it was quite difficult. We, we had a bit of, you know, slight bad behavior yesterday because I think my daughter really wanted to have a routine. Even if we didn't stick to it rigidly, it's nice and it's reassuring to know that it's there. So I actually just printed off, I'm a teacher, I should make up my own one, but I saw such a good one on the group. I just printed that off um, and stuck it on the fridge as I do. And um, it's got images next to the words. So my daughter can doesn't have to read all of them um, because she's only five. She can look at the picture and say, ah, breakfast, an egg. Excellent. I want an egg today. Uh, or, oh, look, a paintbrush. It's time for arts and crafts. And it's been very helpful to have that that there. So even like practical practical things have been good she has then said i've got to go and i've got to go and do my arts and crafts now it's arts and crafts time and i thought aha she feels in control so uh, i'd i'd say that that's a really big tip for me is um, that would be amazing if we um, uh if we could somehow have that in the notes is is that possible like yeah i can share that with you or similar i can find a copy for sure i think i want one for myself actually Absolutely. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yeah, so I, I love that. I love the fact that um, that that can inspire their own sense of direction. Um, yeah, because we forget, right? They can't read necessarily at this age. Young no, that's true. That's true. In fact, that's, that's been a big challenge because a lot of the activities um, – my child, I mean, my daughter's doing really well with her reading, um, which is great. But a lot of the activities do require a certain basic level of skill that I know a lot of children don't have. Um, and so, uh, what I found quite helpful is looking looking through the photos on the group and seeing some uh, suggestions that aren't so, you know wordy or rooted in doing things. In fact, my daughter said to me when we were talking about the schedule, she said, "Mum, do we have to do maths?" Mm-hmm. And um, she literally sounded like I did when I was 16 <laughs> um, because I, I, I hate it. And I said, you know what? We probably don't have to do maths, but we will have to do something else. Um, and uh, it's easy to forget how when you are little and you are at school and you are learning, you know, you do have things that you don't like and you do have things that you are worried about and that you don't feel so confident about. And um, in a way, I, I, I had I, I thought about this on two levels. I thought, right, do I... Do I say, okay, we're not at school, no maths, no problem? Or do I say, well, hey, just because we're not at school doesn't mean we we can stop doing our maths, but maybe we can do it in a different way. Maybe we can, I don't know, count how many biscuits daddy has eaten today or (laughs) something to encourage uh, that skill. So the group has definitely given me some ideas on how to sort of do school-based maybe uh, subjects, but in slightly more creative ways. Um, one mum posted a fantastic idea where she gave her children some money, and I'm talking like pennies, and she is running a tuck shop when it's snack time in her house, and she has labelled the things that they are allowed to have for snacks. They have a certain amount of money each day, and then they have to come to her and pay for their snacks, and they have to be able to work out how to add up 10 pence, one pence, whatever, to the appropriate snack level. Um, And uh, I thought, that's great. They're getting a snack. They're doing maths and everyone wins. So, uh, yeah, little simple things like that, uh, which I think that we just need that inspiration. Um, we need to be reminded. I'm a teacher and I constantly need reminding what I'm doing. So any way of sort of flagging that up, um, is always, I think it's always very helpful. I think, yeah, it is helpful because, um, you know, I think we can all come up with great creative ideas that will work for us, but it, but it's, um, 
when it's done for you in a way that's like that resonates for you oh yeah that 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 really because there are so many ways in which you could do this I think for every individual family every individual child there are certain things that will resonate for me that are for other parents it wouldn't resonate for them and so it's a question to sifting of, of actually oh yeah that's something that I think would actually work for us versus it having to be that so that it actually works so it's actually a really interesting point I hadn't really thought about it this way but I suppose you know when I'm in teaching if I teach a lesson on a particular topic somebody else who teaches the same topic would teach it completely differently and so you know there is no one size fits all here. What works for one family won't work for another family. Having a routine that I've got on my fridge actually would be the completely wrong setup for somebody else who's got kids that, you know, whose their day doesn't, you know, sync with that, that kind of approach. Um, I think that's probably quite hard actually, because you probably, you might not even know as a family, no matter how old your kids are, you might not know what your natural rhythms are because you've never really had to do this before. Um, and we've never been in this, I mean, I've certainly never been in this sort of situation before. And I'm not really including summer holidays because I've always had those with my children as a teacher. Um, and I, it, it is about finding your natural rhythm and your natural groove and working out, you know, I suppose in a way when your kids are going to be at home and not at school, what their natural rhythm and their natural groove is like where, when do they have their moments where they clearly aren't going to do anything and there's no point trying and when are they going to be at their most compliant and when you can do stuff um, and accepting that, you know, a schedule might say have lunch at 12, but actually, you know, lunch for your family works at half past one, two o'clock. Well, fine. Uh, are you going to have snack time a bit later? Yes, we are. We're also going to have two snack time. You know, whatever it is that, whatever it is that creates that. And I think perhaps, and I'm in my first week here of self-isolation, last week was a completely normal week at work for me, so to speak, until this happened. And um, uh, I I think that I am very much on a learning curve myself personally about, uh, and my husband is as well, you know, we've not been in a, in a partnership in this situation before. So uh, I would, what I think what I'd say is that parents that are worried about it should absolutely cut themselves some slack because um, it, it's an opportunity to, to, to work out what kind of family you are and, and what kind of things you really, really like to do and what things you can totally park and leave because the, the content on the group is overwhelming. Like it's oh, yeah, yeah. overwhelming. I mean, if I, lockdown would have to be until... So it's 350,000 ideas per person. I mean, we'd, I'd have to be in lockdown till about 2025 to get through them all. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> uh, and I'm not suggesting that as uh, Boris is listening, but it's, um, it's, 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 it's exactly that having the wealth of resources. Hopefully it is a bit overwhelming, but hopefully it actually helps people to um, pick and mix or cherry pick um, only the ones that they like and curate their own sort of um, little mini schedules that work for them. Um, because this is going to be so personal, you know, being at home or, you know, in the confines of a different environment is such a personal experience. Um, and, and I just hope that parents don't judge themselves or take themselves too seriously or think of themselves as kind of taking on the role of the school, even if the school is sending lots of things home. I still, as an educator, don't think that it's a parent's role to keep that up. Um, and I hope that this can be seen and will be seen in the future when we, when we do look back on this. We can look at it as uh, something that enabled us to do something positive at home positive with our children create basically the cheesy american thing oh we're creating memories but actually you know we are we're absolutely creating memories and yeah, oh, do, you the, do you remember the time i almost killed you because i was like <laughs> 17 day into quarantine <laughs> like do you remember that day <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> I'm joking. I'm really joking yes yeah, <laughs> uh, beautiful ones <laughs> That don't involve forks or knives or anything that matter. Well, we've had some interesting posts from parents, let me tell you, on the group that haven't quite made it through the filter, uh, but that have been uh, sort of, uh, uh, I'm not sure this is appropriate, but, and then they have launched into, Rah! 
how can I, uh, my husband, my child, uh. um, <laughs> there was one very funny one, um, that, uh, said, you know, it's day one and, you know, both, both of my children are already on exter- internal and external exclusion. They're going to be expelled from this school. You know, they've been kicked <laughs> out of the classroom for fighting. And I just thought that is what we need to hear because actually I think we've all probably been there and, um, it, it, like all things like this, it will pass and there will be a new normal, I suppose. Um, but yeah, like, Mothers, mothers, and fathers might have less hair by the time they come out of this one. <laughs> less hair and more wrinkles, definitely, definitely. And, and also, they I, I, you know, liver than they did at the beginning. Absolutely, and all the people that we rely on to sort of keep us looking the way that we might do, or the hairdresser. No, the hairs. That's a big one for me. Like, I'm, I'm seriously. Oh dear. <laughs> I, I am on the same page with you. Uh, this is not completely natural. And I, I really hope that I'm, you know, when I'm doing my lives in a few weeks time, if it's still going by then, um, that I've got a solution to this. <laughs> the struggle, the struggle is real. Like I'm, real. Yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. I was thinking, you know, Leo, Leo will end up lo- looking like a hippie. I'm going to have to like give him braids by the end of this. I think that would be great, though. That would be that would be reflective of your, you know, of your little time together. I mean, my one and a half year old looks like stick of the dump today, um, but nobody's looking. So she's got curls all in her face, and she's put about three different dressing up outfits on as her clothes. You know, that's fine. She's just expressing herself. Yeah, so. totally. Yeah. I love what you said about finding the right, your own rhythm as a household. I think that's so key and so important. Because you can't expect everybody to follow the same rhythm. You can't expect everybody to resonate, to do the same thing or another. Like Leo and I love doing Lego together. So that's something that I know that I love to do with my son. I'm I'm really keen on Lego, always have been. It's just one of those things that I, I love to do and he loves to do. But other kids might not like it. Other kids want to, I don't know, dance and move more. Or So there's a sense that there is a natural room. There's also propensity for certain things and other things you like, maybe don't like. Leo also likes monster trucks, as he's right here telling me that. Because um, he wants to buy more. But that's a definite no-no for now. Because um, he only has three. As if three is, is, is way too little. And so, uh, yeah, there's an element that I love. I love that. And to really listen to to that rhythm that's inside of everybody, but also as a, as a unit and as a family. And, and that's what I'm really taking away from this conversation today. And, and, and thank you for that, because it's something that I hadn't really sort of kind of had it given, you know, that, that's, yeah, that's so key. So it, it, it is really about picking and choosing what works for you. And a massive experiment, right? None of us have been in this situation before, really. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's, that's it. I would call this an what work, doesn't work. What, work, what doesn't work? If that doesn't work, okay, well, what, what might do? Oh, well, that works. Well, that worked for today. It didn't necessarily work for, for, for tomorrow um, or for yesterday, depending on the moods that they're in. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on, but... What I do see, and, and I really want to go back to how we started this conversation off, is when you said it, you, na- you hit the nail on the head that the answers are all inside. They are. And, and as parents um, that gave birth to these amazing human beings, um, how can they not be the answers there? Like, we are interconnected so, so beautifully that there is a, a, a greater wisdom driving this bus mm-hmm. um, and that we do have all the answers inside of us. So I love that. I love, I love the fact that you brought that up. Well, I, I think it's true. I really do. And, and I have to say to anyone that is listening, I don't think that we've found that just yet either. You know, I think that's probably more of a journey than it is something that you sort of should figure out by day five or day 10 or you know, day 15. And I always think, and I say this to my students at school, like if you were stuck on a desert island, you know, what would you do if, and then I give them scenarios to kind of force them to think. And I think, you know, what would, what would I do with my kids if I was stuck on a desert island, if I didn't have these things? And I'm fairly certain that my answer wouldn't be, I would just panic and tell them to go swim in the sea for hours. I think my answer would probably say, well, actually, you know, after I had had a mild, you know, 
uh, intake of big intake of breath. I think you would you would have to come up with something because out of necessity we have to do things, and we're we're kind of without any knowledge on that. You know, we are built to 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 protect our kids, and if if protecting our kids means you know keeping them happy and keeping them entertained, we kind of will find a way to do that. Um, and it might be that even that we've forgotten because we're busy and we're working or we're, we're sidetracked or we've got lots of um, kind of tabs open physically or mentally or whatever. And uh, going back to just cleaning the slate, having an empty blank canvas to fill is... Um, it's not actually that daunting. It's perhaps it's just that we're not used to it. Um, and when we do get used to it, I'm sure there's lots of homeschoolers out there who say, what are you worrying about? But um, when we do get used to it, we sort of... Like, like the idea this every day. Yeah, and also we'll probably, I mean, I don't know how we will, we'll obviously emerge from all of this victorious, I'm sure we will, but we might actually emerge from all of this and say, how on earth are we going to fit school in? How are we going to fit our jobs back in? How are we going to fit in shopping? You know, how are we going to fit in all those things that we were doing before? Because we've been so busy doing all this other interesting stuff. Um, I'm secretly enjoying it. So I'm I'm (laughs) one of those... um, yeah. I'm enjoying because I'm not going to school. Yeah, Liam's in the background saying that he really enjoys not going to school. I'm one of those secret quarantine likers because it means I don't have to rush anywhere. Um, I don't have to be anywhere necessarily. Like I don't have to get in the car and like, it's just like, it's just beautiful for me personally. And it's funny because I've got a group called Breathing Space. Um, and one of the mums said in there, she was like, she was just joking and saying, you know, um, I'm, my challenge is um, keeping quiet about the fact that I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> oh, bless. <laughs> well, good for her for acknowledging it because, yeah. you know, that must be quite liberating. Um, when else do we get told to do this? And, you know, there, there's lots of people out there um, that, you know, there's a part of us all probably that's quite introverted and, you know, it's, we just, we, we crave quiet time. We crave downtime. We crave not being busy. You know, we love it. Canceling, you know, canceling a plan sometimes is a lovely thing to do. Having a free weekend is a lovely thing to do. So these are the things very often in life we kind of yearn for. Um, and I think, you know, the quantity of like it on a plate is what's a bit daunting, but actually, you know, the spin is obviously, this is something that, in another life is what we want. You know, it's what we'd quite like. It's the time to, to make those things happen uh, with our kids that we just never normally do. Um, so I think that's lovely that that lady said that because yeah. I think if it's true and you feel it, then, then it, it, you know, it has real power. Yeah. Cause you can sit back in that. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Like be careful what you wish for. Absolutely. Um, Maybe we were all wishing this on some level to just stay home. I mean, not under the circumstances. I get that. I get that. Yeah. yeah. Crazy human experiment, if you think about it. Um, I don't know if you've seen a post where um, the canals in Venice are now clean again. And there are swans um, swimming in the the waters because there's no, there's no, the the waters are no longer polluted. Yeah. Yeah, it gives me goosebumps every time I think about it because the knock-on effect on this, no many cars on the road, pollution is going to drop massively. This is a yeah. huge, huge global like um, earth detox. Yes, that's a great way of explaining it. Um, it is. And, uh, and, and the fact that it's enforced in the way that it, it is being enforced based on you know, all the expert advice and so on, it takes the thinking out of it. You, you, it doesn't matter whether you're for or against something or whether you're politically left or right or whether you're whether you think climate change is one big hoax or whether you think it's like the most pressing issue um that's all been swept off the table because this is what we're doing to preserve the future of you know humanity and save lives and look after our economies and that, all that sort of thing so it's kind of uh, what like one of those moments in life where you realize what it's all about you know if you have a big life moment um good or bad and you reflect and say well, what was i worrying about all those little things in a way maybe this is a bit it's a bit like that it's the world kind of saying you know what 
I'm pretty powerful too. So sit back and listen because look what can happen. Yeah, um, totally. And it's, hum- it's very humbling. Um, it's very humbling. And, and actually what it has shown, I was, um, I was initially a bit worried about the effect on sort of humanity and the sort of how are people going to respond? Are they going to panic? And is it going to turn into one big mental health crisis? Um, which it hasn't so far as I can see there's a lot of support. It's the opposite. Communities seem to be coming together in ways that they never have. Um, I mean, even in my local area with the people, the communities that I'm part of, uh, the school community, religious communities, geographical communities, um, the kind of ideas and support that are out there has restored my faith entirely at a time where I think I was losing quite a lot of that faith. I felt quite disenfranchised. I felt quite disempowered. I wasn't feeling very happy about the, the political situation. Um, And I'm not saying that this is going to make me feel much better about it, but I certainly feel much more connected with other people who have reminded me of actually what is really important. Um, So, yeah, there's definitely some super massive life lessons going on here that, you know, on a personal and on a bigger level, sort of global level, uh, hopefully will benefit us. Um, But I love that about the canals. (laughs) I know. research on that because that's the only bit I've seen but I'm assuming that that the seas uh you know the sea and god knows what else will be benefiting from this and and you know just like we have to have some sort of a you know like we can do fasting um and that really gives our organs a rest this sort of thing um and so you know gosh with all the fires that have happened over in Brazil um And in, in South America and so forth, God knows, who knows that this might be an incredible opportunity for the for the for those forests to just take a break and for, for them to just you know kind of have a bit of a rest from mm. from, from what's been going on. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, amazing. Um, are there any before we go? Are there any other sort of quick? Tips, tricks, you know, anything else that you want to share before we we go and tend to our children again? <laughs> uh, well, um, I think one of the things that I've I would say is always that having a plan, and it doesn't really matter what your plan is, having a plan is better than having no plan at all. Um, and so, for any parents that are feeling uh, a little bit a little bit unsure, despite everything. Um, just generating a few good ideas uh, is really, I think, all that is needed. Um, and I really hope that people can make this time enjoyable. Um, uh, you know, we can liken it to other, I'm a history teacher and, you know, we can liken it to like, you know, the blips having to stay inside and, you know, but it isn't like that. We're connected globally and digitally and we've got, things at our fingertips that actually, you know, might actually open the world up to us more. Ironically, maybe we're going to see more of the world through our, (laughs) through being in our houses than we would if we went about our ordinary lives. So. um, And the other thing that I'm kind of seeing in this is, is uh, the opportunity to connect with people we otherwise wouldn't have done. I mean, I would never have met you. That's true. No, we would not have met. (laughs) We wouldn't be having this amazing conversation right now, which is so exciting. Well, you didn't know I existed either. And isn't this amazing, though? But there are people in the group, for example, that yeah. suddenly go, well, I didn't know you existed, but now I know you existed because you do this amazing yoga thing in the morning. How absolutely. Absolutely. It's lovely. It's really lovely. Oh, yeah, there's an element of that to me that I find really exciting is, is meeting people I wouldn't have otherwise met because the situation has given rise, given rise to that. So there's something to be really grateful for in that respect. So I'm really grateful to having met you and to have, have had this really beautiful conversation around what we can do <laughs> to... <laughs> Keep a little bit saner during this time. Um, <laughs> well, I've I've said some things uh, in our in our little chat today that I definitely haven't said out loud before. But now that I have, I I am going to go away and think about them myself because, um, yeah, it's always useful to it's always useful to talk things out uh, uh, sort of publicly. But no, it's really it's really lovely. So yeah, I we've both widened our worlds by being at home <laughs> <Yeah>. today. <laughs> we have indeed. Um, and I, and I think there's something to be said for having a, a, a restriction. I remember a mentor of mine saying to me, you know, that there was a band, there were two, 
two uh, musicians who used to restrict their creativity. And in so doing so, they would explode their creativity. So like they would have to do songs in A minor only, or they would have to leave out a certain note. And so what would happen is it would take their creativity to the next level because they put in restrictions. That's really clever. And so you're learning to be resourceful by what Bingo, you Bingo, right? And so wow. you can't go out of your home. What else can you do? Sure. Um, you know, there's an opportunity here for us that want to serve the planet, that for us to be able to do that and really be of service because there's a lot of people that are struggling. Um, so just as much as there is fear, there's also opportunity that comes with that. So, um, and, and a huge amount of creativity that, that, can, that come with it too. In fact, what I've seen is, and you used to go back to this humbling piece, mega famous artists just doing sessions in their back gardens or, you know, their living rooms or their warehouses, just, you know, jamming. Exactly. We're all, we're all the same after all. <laughs> we are. And even Michael Bublé did the shared. He, I, he was terrified. It's actually really funny seeing these amazing megastars just getting behind the camera and sharing something. And now they're going, oh, I haven't seen that. I have to make I'm sure. Really, like, this is the first time I've done something like this and I'm not quite sure about it. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's really cool. As in humbling, as in it really levels the playing field for everybody. So wonderful. So, uh, Claire, if somebody wants to go and join the group, I guess, well, what we'll do, we'll just put it in the show notes so they can just join the group. Yeah, sure. Anything else? Any other resources that you'd like to point them to or? Well, not really. Just have a browse. Have a browse. Pop in. Come back. Don't feel you have to do everything. Uh, Say hello. Watch the lives um, and feel reassured that the size of the community that we have in the group just reflects that everyone is on the same, I was going to say everyone's on the same page. Well, it is a Facebook page, but um, <laughs> everyone's on the same page kind of mentally and physically. And um, we're sort of, we're in this together. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Claire. It was thank wonderful. Thank you so much for hosting. And there we have it. Another beautiful episode of The Joy of Being. Now, if you got something from this and you know somebody that could really, really do with a boost of positivity and enjoy, then please do share the episode with them. It's amazing the ripple effect that these episodes can have on others. Failing that, if you'd like to join a different conversation around what's going on in in these uncertain times, then please do join the Facebook group, The Breathing Space for Hardworking Mummers. You can find us at facebook.com slash groups slash The Breathing Space for Mums in Business. 